Do you have a business power hour? Ooh, you are gonna want one after you listen to this. Georgie Bryant and I talk about the benefits of having a power hour, what to do in your power hour, obstacles that might come up like you don't have time, you don't feel like it, you go over the hour and don't get everything done. And I kept asking questions because I was wondering what else might someone want to include? So make sure you listen towards the end. (laughs) I figure out a few of the things that I'm going to include. Enjoy the interview with Georgie Bryant. Are you ready to work less, feel more organized and productive, streamline repetitive tasks, and implement systems that allow your coaching business to run smoothly even without you? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Organized Coach Podcast, your go-to source for practical tips and solutions. I'm your host, Tracy Hoth, professional organizer, certified life coach, simplifying expert, and most of all, down-to-earth fellow coach just like you. No matter if you think you're missing the organizing gene, have ADHD, or just love anything organizing, I'm here to help you become an organized coach with a business that works for you. Pull up a seat and let's get started. The client tracker is here. Have you heard? This client tracker is going to help you manage your clients. It's going to help you give them the best experience and it's going to help you feel confident and organized. I am teaching you in a mini course how I use it, how to customize it for yourself, and even how to set up an intake form and a testimonial form and feed it into your client tracker so that everything you need is included in one location with one click access. You also can keep track of your leads here and even have questions to ask during your session. I'll include the link in the show notes. Now enjoy this interview with Georgie Bryant as we talk about creating a power hour in your business. Here we go. I'm so excited to have Georgie Bryant with me today. And we talked about... Yeah, we talked about a couple of things for you to talk about. Before we get into that, though, let's have you just tell tell everyone your name and what you do, and then I'll ask yes, you some questions. Yes, I will do. Thank you for having me, Tracy. I know we connected probably a couple of years ago in your membership, and I taught a class in there, and I'm still banging on about planning and time management and all the things that I know you love as well. <laughs> so I'm happy to be here. Um, I coach specifically toddler mums, so I help mums that don't have newborns anymore and don't have kids in school, I found there was a real gap of support for mums that have toddlers. I think when you have a newborn, you get a lot of help and support. And then when your kids go to school, they're gone a lot of the time. But then the mums at home with the toddlers who are trying to either work part-time or be stay-at-home mums, I think we're really struggling. So I have a program called The Balanced Mum Method. And basically I created that because mums kept coming to me with the same six issues again and again. And you can probably guess that they're about things like overwhelm and yelling at their kids and Mm -hmm. um, trying to create the balanced schedule. So that is what I do day to day and obviously trying to build my business alongside um, all of that. So that's, yeah, why I'm here. That's so true. You don't think about, well, I don't know, I guess I've not thought about it. You think the transition of managing your time after having a baby would be Mm -hmm. not something anybody teaches you, right? Exactly. Exactly. And yeah, you usually have that time with the newborn, but then when you go back to work, you're like a a mum for the first time and your schedule has totally transformed. 
And yeah, there's not a lot of support in trying to work out how to manage both. And often workplaces, I think it's getting better, but often workplaces are not as compassionate or have front of mind that you have, you know, have had a sleepless night or you have to rush off to pick up your child from childcare or something like that. So I think it's an important, yeah, important niche. Yeah. Okay. So I'm always curious how you got into coaching. Yeah. How did you find, did you find it first? Did you get certified right away or how'd you, how did, what's your story? Yeah. Good question. So I worked with a life coach for the first time in 2014. So it feels like a long time ago now. And I found coaching through Jess Lively, who's someone I still follow to this day. And she interviewed someone on her blog back in the day. And um, I worked with that life coach and I immediately, like I remember at that point, I changed jobs, I changed industries, I got a huge pay rise, I like got my health in order and I was like, wow, just having someone keep me accountable made a huge difference. Um, And then after deliberating for a couple of years, I certified um, in Australia in 2016 and then in 2020 I did a second certification with the life coach school. So. Oh, wow. Okay. So you didn't do the life coach school first. I thought maybe that came first. No. So um, life coach school was still in person. So I would have had to fly to America, spend a week and fly back. And at that point, the cost of that was just too big. I probably should have done that before I had kids because now I realize it's harder. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was still in person back then. So I did a local certification, which was awesome. And then, yeah, actually during COVID was when I finally did the life coach school. So how fun. Okay. So what made you, and you don't have to share this, but what made you, so you actually went and hired a coach. I did. Yes. Was that for time management too? Or was it a bunch of stuff or what drew you to that? Um, I think it was probably the career move stuff. So um, yeah, I, in my career background, I used to work in publishing. I was just saying to you that I was a book editor um, and that, industry was changing very rapidly and moving towards digital and online. And I was basically trying to stay relevant. Um, So I ended up jumping from working with books into um, working with websites. So that was kind of the, yeah, the reason I worked with a life coach was to help me find this new job, help me get the confidence to move industry and kind of not start again, but, you know, feel like you're starting again in a new industry. Um, And yeah, that's why I kind of hired one in the first place. Nice. I'm always so curious. I love hearing people's story. So one of the things that I did is just ask guests, what specific area did they want to help my audience create results in? And you said a daily power hour. And I thought to myself, Ooh, I want to have a daily power hour. And that's one (laughs) of the reasons I love doing interviews is because I get to put into practice what I learn and find out what I want to find out. So tell me more about that. Yes, 100%. So I started doing this just this year um, and I've just found it has helped me be so much more productive and I think I was saying to you defer so much to my lower brain in terms of tasks that I was struggling with. So as I said, I love planning, I love time management, so I've tried so many different systems and also um, I tried like a weekly schedule. So like on Mondays I would do content, Tuesdays I would write a blog, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And it just wasn't working. Like I would just skip days or I would be like, I don't want to look at my finances on Thursdays. That sounds boring. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I heard in your podcast, you were saying you also like to skip that as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
So I was doing that and then I was following that original coach and she was talking about how she has a daily marketing checklist where she, um, you know, makes sure she posts on social media, she does some SEO work, she does kind of repeat tasks. And I was like, oh, maybe like I, I like the idea of ticking things off and I like the daily idea of it. I felt like doing it once a week was just too, like I had too many excuses doing it once a week. Yeah. So that's how it kind of came about. And in my personal power hour, and obviously people can customize this to themselves. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's really helped me is I actually put in like checking in on some of the courses or some of the coaches I'm working with, because I found I was just over consuming the learning and the education and the freebies and all those things we talk about. Mm-hmm. And I work, um, I'm in a mastermind with Americans. So I'll wake up in the morning and they've been talking all night <laughs> while I'm sleeping <laughs> And I'll have like 30 Voxer messages and I would just kind of dive in immediately and then be thinking about my business or like not creating. And now I actually have like in my power hour, I go in and check Voxer and like look at my coaching things. So it was like limiting my education and actually making it a a thing I checked off Mm -hmm. instead of something I just got lost in all morning or all day. And then on the other side of that, because I obviously love the education part, was the creation part. So I would often be like, I could post on social media, but it's not a big deal if I don't do it till tomorrow or that sort of thing. And actually like having the cadence of, no, I'm going to go in and post every day something on my Instagram story or something on Pinterest. It's just totally made it a habit for me instead of doubting it every day or every week, Mm -hmm. I just go in and do it. So that has been hugely helpful Um, And the other example I was going to mention is I know we were talking about having stories about what we're good at and what we're not good at. Right. I always say like, I'm, I'm a good writer. I'm not a good designer. So I don't see things in a very visual way. So I don't love Canva like everybody else does. Like I find it really helpful, but I don't think I'm producing something amazing. But again, I go into Canva every day and I create something. And over the, like over the year, I've started to be like, hey, I understand how Canva works and I'm getting better and I'm, you know, everything's looking better. So that's been really good too. Oh, that's neat to see your skills improve. Yeah, as yes. you're doing this. Okay, I have a couple thoughts. First, when I, in I think it was 2019, I ran a mile every day for the whole mm. year. It was non-negotiable for myself. So I, the argument, like you say, or putting it off or I'll do it tomorrow or whatever, it just wasn't there. I just had to do it. So I got up and ran a mile and I planned it, but it was like that commitment of this is what I'm going to do this year. No exceptions. So I think it's like making the decision. Yes. But then the other thing that comes to my mind is what you just mentioned, like the things that you mentioned in my mind for sure take more than an hour. So Mm. tell me more about like, how do you go in and check Voxer, put, create something in Canva, do like post in social media. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do all that in one hour. So how do you tell me what you would say to me regarding that? Yes. Yes. Good question. So the power hour is not the only thing I do in the day, right? So that's actually when I execute on things, like I'm going to create one post in Canva or I'm going to post what I've created outside of my power hour during the power hour. So I might have, um, you know, it was Wednesday here yesterday, as we talked about, and I would have like 
my power hour with all my things within that. And I use Asana as I'm like picturing this. Mm. Um, so I would have all of my tasks within there and then I would have um, repurpose a blog post. So I'm repurposing a lot of blog posts at the moment. So I have that in there and I know that will take me probably about half an hour to repurpose. If I'm writing something new, it usually takes me about an hour and that's ready to go. So today in my power hour, I can go and share my blog post out on social media. So the power hour definitely has easier tasks within it. Okay. But I'm doing things outside of that to feed into the power hour, if that makes sense. Yes. Then my question is, okay, well, what if you just didn't do that the day you're supposed to do it? So then in your power hour, what do you do? Share something else. So (laughs) (laughs) no excuses. You'll find something. I would still share something else. Yeah. And I loved your point about, um, running a mile, it made me think of a quote by Laura Vanderkam. I don't know if you know her, but she's a time management expert um, and she's also a runner. So she probably uses that example too. But I love, she says, rather than say, am I going to post on social media today? Or am I going to run Mm. today? You say, when am I going to post on social media? Mm -hmm. And when am I going to run? So I guess that's how I've reframed it. Like rather than, am I going to follow through on this? It's like, when am I doing my power hour? Yes. Okay. That was a question. Like, do you do it at a certain set time each day? Do you move it around or how do you decide that? Um, I think I've definitely moved it around depending if I have meetings and client calls and things like that, but I like it so much that I do it first thing now. Like I'm really on the dopamine train of like ticking. (laughs) So, and as I said, I really like to go in and check in on my coaching mastermind and things like that. So it's a fun thing to jump in and do that first thing in the day. Okay. And so you, might- you have a list of these in like the task called power hour and Asana. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you can add things to it or is it always the same? You check in on your coaching, you post something on social media. What What are your other ones? Um, Jump into Canva and have a play. Okay. Um, yeah. I generally keep them the same, but if okay. I need to, yeah, add something into the power hour, I can do that as well. And I'm, I'm kind of reviewing it at my Friday hour done. I kind of, I still follow some Monday hour one principles. So I might look back and be like, Oh, I'm not doing this thing. That's in my power hour or I'm not enjoying it and I don't need to do it. So I'll switch it out for something else. Nice. Okay. So that we kind of did, but anything else with what if they, what if you feel like you don't have the time? Yes. So I think experimenting with this is really good because it's it does get quicker and quicker. Like everything that we do in life as, as we practice it, it tends to get faster and faster as Mm -hmm. we go. Um, one of the things I love doing with my clients and I do myself a couple of times a year, um, is also a time audit. So I have a, a time tracker that I use and share. Um, and if you actually note down what you're doing during the day, that's when I would have found out like, mm, I'm going into Voxer at 6am and, you know, <laughs> not doing my self-coaching or not sitting and enjoying coffee and reading or whatever it might be. And actually I want to move that to 9am when I'm starting work. So um, I find a time audit is really useful for, to go through and actually see where your time is going. Okay. And that might even help identify some of the power hour things that you want to do or find out where you're you know, time is getting sucked away. So that's always where I ask, um, where I ask people to start if they think they don't have time to do an audit and see what's really happening. Yeah. Yeah. 
So if you're helping someone, what is the first thing you would have them do as they were developing their power hour? I think the time audit would be a really good place to start. So when I say that, it can sound a bit overwhelming or mechanical, like audit, like the tax man's coming. (laughs) This is hard. (laughs) This requires much effort. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, But I recommend people just do it for one day, right? So in this example, we're looking at our work day. So we would just pick a day of the week that's an average kind of day and go through and actually look at where the time is going. Um, And my time tracker that I share also has, I call it a time and enjoyment tracker, and it's got like a traffic light system within it where you can kind of rate how you felt about each task and then it will color code them to be like, okay, I liked it, so it's green. I don't really like it, it's amber, or I hated it and it was red. Yeah. And that is super fun to go through and look at and be like, wow, I really hate being in Canva. That might be something I want to practice every day in my power hour so that I can learn to hate it less if I need to keep it. Right. Obviously, if it's something you don't need to keep, I could be like, I'm going to hire someone to do Canva because I hate it. So that's a decision that you would make. Um, So that would be a really good place to start. And I also love the way I get people to do time audits, especially mums, is to say, I call it like a time capsule, right? Because you think, when you're in your day-to-day, you remember what you're doing and you're like, oh, yeah, it's Thursday here. It's just the same as any other Thursday. But when you actually note down what you're doing, and I've done this with my daughter as well, like I'll look back at a time audit I did two years ago and I'm like, oh, my gosh, she used to nap twice a day? Wow. Like, <laughs> I, I love that, that idea. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really special. Like you're creating something as a memory, not like you have to do a time audit. <sighs> Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure we're all ambitious. So like, I hope one day I'll look back and be like, how funny that I was in Canva when now I have this huge company that, <laughs> you know, <Yes. laughs> or yeah. even one day we'll be like, what was Canva? We now use something else. You know, it, it's super fun to go back and look at that too. Yes. Okay. So we kind of talked about this, but what, like, what have you seen in your executing this that has been benefits? Like, what are the benefits or why should we do it? What What are we going to get out of it? Yeah. Great question. Great question. So personally, I think I mentioned like my skills have definitely increased in certain areas like Canva and I have just like, it's like building a muscle, right? So I've just built my muscle for posting on social media. Like I've always posted on social media, but for so long I've deferred it to the next day or I'll just do it twice a week. And now it's just become a habit, right? So Mm -hmm. Even my partner, he was saying to me like, wow, you show your face on social media all the time now. (laughs) And I was like, oh, do I? (laughs) But I was thinking because I just show up every day and either post a little video or actually do an Instagram story or something like that. So I've definitely noticed that. And from that, I have connected more with clients as well who've been like, oh, we see you, we rely on you. We probably have people we follow who we rely on. And when they're not posting, we're like, oh, where are they? I haven't seen I them for a few them. days. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Our internet friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I've definitely seen those as benefits. Um, and just challenging myself in these things that I thought were very hard and feeling like I have deferred a lot of them to the lower brain. So like we always talk about when you're brushing your teeth, you're not really thinking about it it's not a big drama. I feel like a lot of the tasks that I've put in have become a bit more like brushing my teeth and can just be, yes, I'm seeing that and I'm doing it. Even though six months ago, I would see it and kind of groan and think, ah, 
Yeah. I really want to do it. Well, that, and it's, it's fun listening to you and then to see how my body reacts. So when you said it could, it's, I don't know if you said it could be a challenge or it's challenging. And I thought, Oh, it's a challenge for yourself. I thought, I think you said, and all of a sudden my body was like, Ooh, like, I like a challenge. Like, that's kind of yeah. why I ran the mile every day. Cause I heard someone say that. And I thought, Oh, I want to see, I'm going to do that. You know, like then yes. I could feel that in me, like, Oh, that would be fun. The other thing that I felt like this compassion, cause when you were saying that you get your clients to do this time audit and mm-hmm. then you look through it. And then together you guys would decide, or, you know, you would pull out of her what she wants to do. It's just so fun to have someone walk alongside you as you do that. I mean, we could do it by ourselves, obviously. Yes. But maybe we don't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And having someone there who's done it a hundred (laughs) times with clients just feels so good. It makes it fun. Yes. Yeah, it really is fun. And and I don't know, something about color coding spreadsheets also sits nicely with me, but it is really nice to do it together. And I think, you know, we often make sweeping statements like, I just don't have the time. Like, you know, you would be coaching people and noting down their thoughts and we've all had the same thoughts. And it's like, I'm, I'm totally overwhelmed. I have no time. And then as we talk about, like, what is the data? Like, let's actually have a look mm-hmm. and see what's taking a long time or see what's you know, turns up red in your spreadsheet that you really hate doing. Often we can delegate it, but you can imagine with mums, I often see red come up in like bath time and bedtime where they're tired at the end of the day, they're struggling, they're raising their voice with their kids. And it's like, well, we probably can't completely delegate that. Maybe we could ask our partner to do it two or three times a week and we do the other ones or we do it together. Mm -hmm. But it's like, how can we make it a more enjoyable experience? Um, and I've definitely related that to the power hour as well. I'm talking like I'm perfect, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> a couple of days ago, I was like, mm, I don't really feel like doing this today. PMS was coming and I was like, I'm not, I'm feeling quite tired and I'm not really into this. I was like, okay, what could I be my reward at the end of doing the power hour today? Because mm. our brains obviously like little rewards. I mean, it sounds very small, but I was like, at the end of this power hour, I'm going to do a little stretch, a little YouTube video. I love to do little office stretches in the middle of the day. And I was like, and I have a raspberry lemonade kombucha in the fridge. And I'm like, I'm going to drink that out of a fancy glass at like 1130 in the morning. (laughs) And it really did make me feel like, oh, I'm so refreshed and so proud of myself for having done the power hour. So that's a really good way to, you know, incentivize yourself to do it as well. Well, I love that you brought that up because I was thinking, what are some obstacles that come up? So you don't feel like it, obviously. Mm-hmm. One that I think of is it it takes longer than an hour. So what do you do when that happens? Well, I think that's where you might move it out to your other tasks. So if it is taking over an hour, you might be like, you know, I can't write a blog post or I can't write a social media post in the power hour, but I can post it. So it's breaking down those tasks into, you know, small incremental steps. And you might be like, okay, Monday afternoon, I need to write my content. But when that's ready, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, in my power hour, I can post something. Okay. Any other obstacles you notice people have? Just that trying to be a perfectionist about it. Um, mm. even was with that, that what I was doing, <laughs> <laughs> it has Certainly to be what perfect I do. <laughs> one hour with a checklist. That's all checked off. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I think when I originally heard the concept with that daily marketing checklist from another, um, 
coach, she had said like, even if you do it two to three times a week, right, it's going to be really worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's still going to build that muscle. And for me, like some days I'll have a day full of calls and I'll like, I like it so much that I really want to do the power hour. So I'll usually try and fit it in somewhere. But if, you know, my daughter was sick or I couldn't, you know, get to do it, I would just have to be like, okay, I'm doing it four times this week. And that's totally fine. This makes me think, because you work with mums and I have to, do I say mums or moms? You do. (laughs) (laughs) Your Australian accent is coming along perfectly. (laughs) That they, do you also help them have a power hour in their house? I haven't actually done that yet, but I think that's a great idea. A similar, I guess it's a similar concept I apply with mums and I say it very Australian, moms, is I get them to delegate overwhelm to a power hour. So Mm. that's something I've done for quite a few years where if they're, you know, finding they're overwhelmed all day, if they're finding, you know, work's a struggle or being with their toddler is a struggle, I ask them to experiment with delegating their overwhelm to a later time of the day where they've actually scheduled in their overwhelm. So I say, you know, write it down so you don't forget what you were overwhelmed about because they worry like, what am I going to, you know, what if I forget? Right. Write it down. And then at 5 p.m. you can have your overwhelm hour and I'll often say hour and then they'll get there and they'll be like, hmm, I didn't need an hour. I only needed like two minutes because when I looked (laughs) at all the things that my brain was making a huge deal at 10 a.m. this morning, it was not no longer a big deal. So that's a really fun exercise. And I actually, I never come to that exercise with expectation for people. I'm often like, you know, this mom does sound overwhelmed. Maybe she's going to need the hour, but she always says like, no, I didn't. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. What a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of the, I mean, I don't know that you'd have an hour if you're working full time. I don't know if you would want to give a whole hour, but a a power 15 minutes. I love doing that. Just sweeping through my house and cleaning it up and straightening the pillows and blankets and clearing the counter or whatever needs to be done. Yeah. It can make a big difference to how you feel. I think. So now I'm just so excited to go figure out what I want to put in my power hour. Like what if I did that in my office? Like I swept off the the desk, that would be the first thing. Swept it, like cleaned it up, tidied yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah. How fun to brainstorm what things would be would be good, but we'd all have something different. And then testing. I always think it takes testing. Mm, exactly. Exactly. And yeah, as I said, for me, one of the big things I was, was a time suck for me was like the education piece. And I know lots of coaches who love to learn, who, you know, love to get lost in that. And just, you know, giving myself almost a little treat of it every day without losing myself in it. That, that's been really fun too. Yeah. Yes. That's the key. Do you set an alarm or anything for the hour? No, for the time I, amount? no I do. Uh, probably again, when I'm struggling with it, I do like the Pomodoro timer sometimes mm-hmm. if I'm really a bit scattered and not focusing. And that's fun because you can do the 25 minute Pomodoro and then a five minute break. Again, if you're not feeling super motivated, you don't have to go for the whole hour. You can do the 25, have a five minute break and then do another 25. Yeah. I don't set a, an alarm or anything, but sometimes I, if I'm feeling scattered, I do turn to the Pomo focus, I think is the name of it online. I'll include a link to that. And cause if people aren't familiar with what that is, I have a little write up mm. on that too. Anything else? Like, well, first, what's one action? So if someone's listening to this, what would you recommend that they do? 
Yeah, great question. Another concept that I share with my clients, um, which I got from Karen Norden, who's a coach, uh, is something called an on-ramp. The way that she talks about it is when you're obviously entering a freeway or a highway, you go from a regular street on an on-ramp and then onto the highway. And she actually says it as you're not just like sitting in your driveway and you turn the car on and then suddenly you're on a highway. (laughs) It's like you kind of got to warm up to driving, you got to get your speed up and then you can join. Um, And I love that as a visual. And I can imagine, you know, I listen to podcasts and then I get super excited and I'm like, I'm going to do it. And then I listen to another podcast tomorrow and then I forget what I listened to. Right, exactly. So in this example, I think it would be good to just choose your own on-ramp, right? So you might be like, I want to sit down and brainstorm what I'd put in my power hour. Or I want to do the time audit for a day and kind of have a look at where my time's going. Or I want to try and do it once a week. That would be a really good place to start too. Um, And you would know yourself, as I was saying before, for me, once a week could create a lot of excuses (laughs) in trying to do things. You know, if you're like a Monday power hour would feel really great or a Friday afternoon power hour would feel really great. I think that's a good on-ramp into this concept Mm -hmm. and then you can build it up from there as well. Love that idea. And going back, I'm still thinking that people are sitting there and they're they're ready to brainstorm. They're excited about mm-hmm. the concept. They want to experience mm-hmm. the benefits. Have you found any particular things? If we were brainstorming a list of ideas, mm-hmm. what would some of them be? So I know you had said anything that they want to improve their skill on or do more frequently than they're doing right now. So that mm-hmm. would be posting on social media or like, or limiting the time of something like your education or checking in on Boxer or even a Facebook group or whatever. Anything else? Yeah. I think if they've got a particular goal, it could, could be good to check in on that goal every day. I've had a lot of coaching myself and I coach mums a lot as well about forgetting what our goal is. Oh no, <laughs> I never have that problem. <laughs> So even as a coach, it could be like, did I want five one-on-one clients or did I want eight? One, you know, when I'm feeling ambitious, it's eight. When I'm not, it's five yes. or whatever it might be. And I think checking in on that goal every day. And I haven't implemented this, but I know a lot of people have like a metric spreadsheet or something like that, where they might go in and be like, how many consults have I got this week? Or how many Instagram followers or whatever kind of metric you're tracking that can be a really good good way to kind of front up to the numbers and front up to your goal and keep it at the top of mind in your yeah. power hour every day. That's so good. I, I'm glad I kept asking because that is exactly what I would want to do. So anything yeah. else, maybe there's another. <laughs> the goals part is so good. And for me, my faith is important and I've been submitting my business over to the Lord. So for me, even starting my power hour with a prayer would be Like that just got me excited. And then reviewing my goals. Yes. Yeah. That's great. So actually the first thing on my power hour is mindset work of some kind. Okay. And I'm, I'm pretty flexible with that. I've usually coached myself already by that point because I do that first thing in the morning when I'm not lost in Voxer. I do make time for coffee and self-coaching, but I always have something around mindset and whether that's checking in from a processing emotions perspective, like how am I feeling in my body or my mindset really wants to light a candle today. And sometimes I spray the room with like a nice spray to kind of clear the energy, that sort of thing. Yeah. Starting that day on a positive note, whatever mindset kind of means to me that day, I'll check in with that too. So yeah, I love that idea for you. 
Love it. Okay. Anything else you want people to know? Can they download your time and enjoyment tracker? Yes. So I'll share the link um, to download that. As I said, it's um, a Google sheet and I just guide you through how to do it. But as I said, I love that traffic light system where you just note down what you're doing throughout the day. You can just leave it open on your desktop while you're working. And then immediately you'll know yes, this was a task that felt like a two out of 10 and it's gone red, or this was a task that feels nine out of 10 and it's gone green. And then you'll be able to kind of work out from there. What do you want to put in your power hour? What do you want to delegate? And as I said, I love that time capsule concept where it's not going to feel like that right away, but you're going to look at it in 12 months or two years and be like, oh, that's what I was doing back then. (laughs) Yes. I need to remember the time capsule part. Do you keep it somewhere? Like, do you keep it in the certain journal or where do you keep that? I have it on Google drive. So drive. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, I probably do it a couple of times a year and I just have, now I have just duplicate the tab within the same spreadsheet. So it's really fun and easy to go in and have a look back and be like, Oh my gosh, two years ago. Yeah. This was happening. Oh, (laughs) I love that. So I do a time tracker and I'm just finishing the creation of my client tracker. It's probably been published by the time this episode comes out. I love, I use the Google drive and I love the tabs at the bottom. And so that is such a good idea. So good. Okay. We'll include the link to that. How can people get in touch with you? Yeah. So I'm mostly on Instagram as I've probably (laughs) mentioned a few times. You can't find me on Canva, but I'm on Instagram at Georgie Bryant coaching. Um, And there I talk a lot about time management and I do talk about mum related issues as well. Um, But there is a lot of planning stuff in there as well. And then my website is wherethelightplays.com and I still blog over there because it's in my weekly schedule. Ooh, <laughs> so I still yes, share a lot, of, a lot of tips in there as well. So Okay, and we'll include the link to all of that. It was so good. I'm so motivated. I need to get off this interview right now and do this <laughs> and put it in my, in my plan. Yay. So thank so you so that. much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you, Tracy. Thanks for listening to the episode. Please share this episode with your coaching bestie and tag me on Instagram at Tracy Hoth. And of course, I would be so grateful if you could subscribe and leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. It's the number one way you can thank me. To thank you, go grab the file naming formula cheat sheet and watch the workshop replay, Three Secrets to Organize Your Digital Files. Both are linked in the show notes. Until next time, have a beautiful week.